the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and to pray as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Our Response to the Word. Over in Isaiah chapter 55, God made an awesome statement about what His Word can do for us. It says, So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Although God's word is that powerful when it comes to the promises that God made to us actually happening for us, it'll do what he sent it to do if we respond properly to the word God sends to me and you. If we don't respond properly to God's word for whatever reason, it won't accomplish what he sent it to do for me and you. And it won't be because it couldn't do it. It'll be because we wouldn't let it accomplish what God sent it to do. It'll be because we didn't respond properly to the word God sent to me and you. That's why learning how to respond properly to God's word is such an important thing for all God's people to do so it can accomplish all that it has the power to do in the lives of me and you. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Our Response to the Word. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Luke chapter 4. Keep your finger in Isaiah chapter 11. Go to Luke chapter 4. I want to show you when the Spirit of the Lord descended on him, what did it descend upon him to give him the ability to do? Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4, verse 16. Of course, this is after all of those things occurred that I just talked about. Luke chapter 4, verse 16 says, And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. And stood up to read. Look, his custom was to go into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. That's ought to be our custom too, to go into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. With synagogue's church, of course. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. And this is what he said, when he, what he read out of the book, verse 18. The spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted to preach deliverance to the captive and recovering of sight to the blind and to set at liberty them that are bruised to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book and he gave it again to the minister and sat down and the eyes of all them were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say unto them, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. Why? Because he said that which was prophesied about is now. That which was talked about in the Old Testament in the book of Isaiah is now. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. This spirit of the Lord that was prophesied about is upon me. I am the fulfillment of this prophecy that was talked about right there. And notice what that spirit of the Lord came upon him to do. 
because he hath anointed me. That word anointed means to be poured on and smeared on. Poured on and smeared on, which means that the spirit of the Lord was poured upon him and then smeared all into him, put all into his existence. Uh, Because he hath anointed me to do what? Preach the gospel to the poor. Look what he did. To preach the gospel to the poor, which means that if they're poor, he came to be able to solve their poverty. And how did he come to solve their poverty? It does not say by giving them money. He said by preaching the gospel to them because it's the gospel that ends the poverty. Are you listening to me? It ain't the money that ends the poverty. You know, because you done gave friends, cousins, relatives money when they needed it. They was broke. I just need a little something to help me over for a minute and a little something, something. So you turn around and gave them a little something, something. And then one week later, they came back and told you, now I need another something, something to hold me over. Why? Because the money you gave them doesn't solve it. But the gospel will. Now, I'm not telling you that if they need something, they're about to be thrown out to just stand there and preach to them. Praise God. Are you listening to it? They need some money to stay in their crib. Are you listening to me? That's different. But at the exact same time, some preaching ought to get in there somewhere. You know, praise God. Because if they ain't willing to listen to what you got to say, then you got, don't reach in your pocket and pay. Are you, get, are you listening to me? Various people call here a lot of times and ask us, will, they, will we do something for them? And, you know, I'll answer them. Tell me, yeah, we'll come through for you. Need you to come to sit in service. I need you to listen to the word of God. And even then, most times I tell them, I don't need you to come to the midweek. Because in the midweek, we're talking about the financial fix. I'm telling them how what God has to say to be able to straighten out your financial situation. Oh, yeah, I'll come through for you at the exact same time. But at the same time, you need to come through and hear what I got to say prior to me turning around and reaching in my pocket to give you something to pay. Are you listening to me? Amen. And see, this is good to know. I went into it in detail at the first service. I didn't get caught up this time. Praise God. But I will, God, if you want me to. But... But, but don't be walking around trying to figure out how to, uh, uh, you know, feeling all guilty when you see somebody that's a, a professional standing by the roadside uh, with a sign saying, lying to you, saying, I will work for food. God bless you at the bottom. Amen. Be feeling all guilty when you don't roll down your window and give them no money. Amen. Because God doesn't ask you to do that. They just playing upon your Christianity to be able to pimp you and be able to take stuff. Now, not everybody. There are some people that need help. Praise God. God will tell you who they are, but most of them ain't. Are you listening to me? That's big business out there. See, some of y'all don't know that. out there. That's big business out there. I remember back in Michigan, praise God, there, there was this uh, city called Rochester Hills, and Rochester Hills was big money. Are you listening to me? It was like just below, or right at or just below the Dominions, like right there. It was like right there. Big money. But Dominions is just one small community. This is a whole city full of places like that, you know called Rochester Hills. And there was this one guy, I remember I read an article in the newspaper there, there was this one guy who uh, was a lawyer, big time lawyer, and quit his job as a lawyer, closed his firm down because he found out panhandling made more than being a lawyer. So what he did, (laughs) he found out it made more. So what he did is that when he would wake up in the morning, he'd go to work. He would not shave to go to work. He wouldn't shave so that it could be able to affect other people because he would look unshaven. And then he would, he had, you know, went to the Goodwill, bought him some old raggedy clothes and stuff like that. And then he, you know, came down, had him a little sign, you know, set up and talk about, you know, and he would walk around with people with a story, you know, and he'd like, you know, hold up his sign and say, you know, tell him what, you know, he needs some money. And then the people would give him money and everything like that. And then after he collected all that money, get paid that day, he'd get back on the bus, ride up to Rochester Hills, you know, back to his big, beautiful house. Then he'd shave, look all good, sit out by his pool you know, and enjoy the money that he got from all these fools. Are you listening to me? It's getting quiet up in here. You know, this, this, maybe I was supposed to talk about this again. Praise God. Because <laughs> that's big money. Hey, yes, it is. That's big money. In fact, next time one of those folks come up and look at you, 
Don't look at their sign and don't look at their hand. Look at their pocket. Many times you'll find out that the place where they're putting it is already fat. I didn't want to go here, but I'm here now. Praise God. <laughs> Folk that was here at 8 o'clock, no, that, that, I didn't want to go here. Praise God. I mean, before I got saved, everybody say B.C. BC. Everybody say that means before Christ. before Christ. Amen. Which means I was not saved. Say he was not saved. Was not saved. Okay, praise God. B.C., I remember I was, one, I was uh, in Highland Park. I was at, on my way to a place I wasn't supposed to be. Highland Park is, you know, amen, you know, a city that's inside of the city of Detroit. And I, and, and I was on my way to Highland Park to be someplace doing something I wasn't supposed to do, you know, in a way that I wasn't supposed to be doing it. Praise God, because it was all B.C. before Christ. And I remember I was walking. I was on my way into this building where I wasn't supposed to be going to do what I wasn't supposed to do, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And I ain't going to tell you because I want y'all to listen to the rest of the service. Praise God. <laughs> This is all BC before Christ. So I was on my way in there, praise God, to do something I wasn't supposed to do. And this guy come up to me. He had a gas can in his hand and stuff like that, you know. And usually when they come with a lot of words, it's a lie to start with. Because it don't take long to tell the truth. And when it's a lot of, a lot of words, they're just trying to con you. But I, hey, I'm a nice guy. I got extra money on me and stuff like that. I'm, I got paid by some folk that would bet with me and stuff like that. And so I got money, whatever. And so he come up to me with this can. He's like, yo, man, yo, man. Yo, man, I got this problem, man. My, my family right around the corner, man. They, you know, we up in the car. We was on our way up to Ypsilanti. So y'all don't know Ypsilanti. Ypsilanti, that'd be like the equivalent to going to Austin, something like that. I was on my way up to Ypsilanti to take my family back, man. I got my kids in the car. It's hot out here, man. See, I didn't, we thought it was hot. It wasn't hot. It was tepid. I didn't find out what hot was when I, until I came to Texas, praise God. But in Detroit, you know, everything's, you know, in, in, in you know, perspective. That, it was hot, you know. And finally, it was just tepid. But, and I got my family in the car, man, and it's like hot out here, man. Oof, oof, it's hot. And, 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 man, we need some money, man. I need some money for gas. And, you know, they hold up the gas can, man. I got to get my family. I got my, my old lady, man. She like, oh, old me and stuff, man. She thinking like, fool, how come you didn't have no gas in the car and stuff like that, man? She t- breaking me down in front of my family and everything like that. Come on, man. I need you to help my brother out, man. I got I to gotta get there by this time. I got, I, I'm like, look, man, here, here, here. I just reached in my pocket and gave my man some money. Say, hey, man, just go ahead. Just, just go ahead. And went in the place and, about in there for three hours doing stuff I ain't had no business and, and, and stuff like that. Oh, you, you, you flowing with me, huh? And so then I came out nighttime now from where I wasn't supposed to be doing what I was supposed to do. And as I stepped outside, I looked across the street and homie's still out there with the gas can. Well, 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 you see, most folk who lie don't remember who they lied to and what they said. That's right. Amen. You know, it's hard to, you know, channel, you know, keep all these lies categorized. Come on, brothers. Oh, y'all want to get quiet on me now. <laughs> so I'm keeping all these lies categorized and stuff like that. That's why ladies, you know, ladies, listen up. Ladies and I say, hey. hey. You know, put your button. If the brother go quiet on you and stuff like that, don't be like pressing him with more, for more questions. Just leave him alone because he's trying to work the filing system. <laughs> Figure out where the lie, last lie was he told and stuff like that. Hey, man. Halftime, you forced him in a lie. You made him do it. That didn't go over. That, that, that didn't even sound right, did it? it? Actually, you didn't, praise God, but, you know, amen. We move on. So I'm coming out of the building because you didn't make him lie. Yeah, that's a covenant partner thing. I, I'll wait till then. Anyway, I come out of the building, and my man crossed the street and stuff like that. The same old gas can. This B.C. Everybody say B.C. Okay, this is before Christ, before I was born again, praise God. So I went on across the street and stuff like that and just made my walk slow so he could see me, you know. 
And I kind of like walked a little slower so he could see me. I didn't look across the street, but I just like walked a little slower so he could see me. And so my man saw me. He like ran across the street. Yo, yo, my mellow. Yo, yo, man. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, man, check this out. Man, dang, I'm so, man, dang, I'm so embarrassed, man. I don't even like asking nobody for nothing. He's like, man, check this out. In my family, I let him go through his lie. You know, my family, they in the car and everything like that. And I just sat there with him, you know, kept my hand in my pocket. and say nothing. I was like, yeah, man. He said, he even changed cities and stuff like that. I think now he's going to Ann Arbor or something like that, you know. You know, now I'm going to Ann Arbor and stuff like that. And he told the old lie. He's like, I just need some money, man. I just need, I just need to get some money in front of my gas. My old lady breaking me down in front of my kids and stuff like that. Man, come, can you help me? I was like, yeah, I can help you. Hold up for a second. I went in my pocket. I was in my pocket. This was B.C., before Christ. I went in the one, no, the, the knife was on this side. I went in the one with the straight razor. And I hit the straight razor and put it up to my man's throat and said, empty your pockets. My man's like, oh, man, don't bust me. Oh, man, don't cut me. You know? I was like, now he's telling the truth. Oh, brother, just trying to hustle a little, little bit, man. Come on. Just, I just trying to hustle a little bit, you know, with the thing all up next to his throat. You know, I'm just trying to, this was B.C. Don't, don't drop on me. I'm just trying to hustle a little bit, man. Just, just trying to get some money. You know, you, <laughs> you know, man. I said, yeah, I know. Empty your pockets. Small man emptied his pockets. He had hundreds of dollars sitting up in there. Dropped it all on the floor right there, just on the ground. Just dropped. He's like, there it is, man. Just take it. Just take it. <laughs> <laughs> just don't cut me, man. Just don't cut me. I said, like, I ain't going to cut you. I said, because you don't even remember me, do you? I said, it was about three hours ago before I went in that building and did stuff I wasn't supposed to do. Hey, man. I'm straight raised up to his throat. Say, hey, hey, I went in there and did they come back out, man? You come in and hustled me for this money. So I didn't take his money. I was, I was, I didn't take his money. I just took mines out. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> that which he hustled me for. I just took it back and told my man, watch who you lie to now. Because you get yourself killed like that. Folded it back up, went in my pocket, folded my straight razor back up, went back on about my business. Hey, man. All right, now we, we just move on. He came to preach to the poor. That I do know. He came to set folk free. He came to be able to help some folk. But the way that he came to help this folk is that God anointed him to be able to do so with the Holy Spirit. Now, this is that Holy Spirit that he anointed him with in Isaiah chapter 11. Let's look at Isaiah chapter 11 so we can see what the Holy Spirit is on him to do. So when he came to set folk free, what did he do to set folk free? When he came to set the captives free, what did he do to set the captives free? When he came to be able to get folk from being broke no more, what did he do? He didn't pull his straight razor. He did something else. Let's find out. Verse 2. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. And the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of, the knowledge, of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord, and shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither after the hearing of his ears. But with righteousness shall he judge the poor and reprove with equity for the meek of the earth, that he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked. Stop for a second. Well, Pastor, well, what's all that about? Bring me some understanding of that. Glad to. He says, this spirit of the Lord will come upon him and this spirit of the Lord, he breaks down into these various categories that this is what the Spirit of the Lord is on him to help him to do. See, whenever the anointing is on you, it's on you to help you to help somebody else. The anointing within you is for your own life. The anointing that's upon you is for somebody else's life. The anointing in you is for your life. The anointing upon you is to help somebody else's life. And when the Spirit of the Lord anoints you, he's anointing you to be able to help somebody else's life with these 
abilities, with this, with these gifts, with this ability to do something. Because God wants you to do something to help somebody else's life. He just didn't walk up to the jail cells and the jail cells open and then he turned around because he anointed. No, that's spooky Christianity. He comes to do something so that the jail cells can open up. Because if you cooperate with, cooperate with what he's doing, the jail cells would open. If you cooperate with what he's doing, the poverty will come to the end. If you cooperate with what he's doing, then you can be able to receive what it is he has in store for you. Does that make sense? And the things that he's going to do when he comes unto you is that this, the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him who is the spirit of wisdom and understanding. See, when the spirit of the Lord is upon him, it's it's on him so that he can quicken you by bringing you wisdom and understanding. Whoever is anointed by God is going to bring you wisdom and understanding. Whoever is anointed by God to be able to help you out of your situation is anointed to bring you wisdom and understanding. That word wisdom right there is talking about knowing exactly what to do. Exactly what to do. Wisdom isn't generally what to do. It's exactly what to do. God will share with you exactly what to do. He will send an anointed man or woman of God, and you can tell whether or not they're anointed that by the time you walk out of the door, have you heard in various areas, in various areas of your life, exactly what to do. I said exactly. To the point where as you walk out, I mean, just pinpoint accuracy on what to do to be able to step into the awesome things that God has planned for you. What to do, what to do, what to do. Because wisdom is going to bring you that. It's going to bring you exactly what to do. But notice this. Every one of these is done in conjunction with something else. Notice, go, go, go back to Isaiah chapter 11, verse 3, well, verse 2. It says that it's the spirit of wisdom and understanding which means along with the wisdom is going to come understanding because God's just not going to give you exactly what to do, but you don't know when to do it. He's not going to give you what to do and you don't know how to do it because it's going to come with wisdom and understanding. It's going to be locked in together. That understanding is knowing exactly how and when to do it. So he's going to come with the spirit of wisdom and understanding, which is going to give you exactly what to do, how to do it, and when to do it. That's shouting ground. I don't know whether you know that or not. That's shouting ground. Because, see, that's what stops most of us from being able to receive what God has in store for us because we don't know what to do. And, we don't, and when we know what to do, we don't know when to do it. And if we know when to do it, we don't even know how to do it. But God's going to come with a word that's going to share with you what to do, when to do it, how to do it. He's going to break that thing right on down for you so that there's nothing stopping you from receiving what it is he has in store for you. Because he's anointed to help you get out of your situation. He's anointed to set you free. He's anointed to set you out. So he's going to bring you wisdom and understanding. That's why when you're looking for a man or a woman of God to be a pastor, you're looking for somebody that can bring you wisdom and understanding because otherwise they ain't anointed. I'm teaching real good right now because we misuse the word anointed more than we understand. We think it because it's anointed. It was anointed because it thrilled me. No, that's not what makes it anointed. Does it bring you wisdom and understanding that will set the captives free, give you what God has in store for you, and provide you everything that it is that God has in store for you? If, you, if it's not, it ain't anointed. Because when it's anointed, it's smeared with the Holy Ghost to be able to bring these things to you. That's wisdom and understanding. What to do, when to do it, how to do it. What to do, when to do it, how to do it. Every time you hear a message, you're supposed to walk away with a little bit more about what to do, when to do it, how to do it. Because if you didn't, either you wasn't plugged in or the message wasn't anointed. One or the other. 
Not only does he come with wisdom and understanding, but he comes with counsel and might. So he's coming to give you counsel and might. That word counsel means the plan. Everybody say the plan. God is the man with the plan. He comes to give you the plan. He comes to give you advice. Everybody say advice. Because that's also in that word counsel. It's advice. God's big enough and bad enough to make you do anything he wants to do. Are you listening to me? Yes, he can. He'll make you say uncle. Are you listening to me? He can jack you, pull your breath up out your body and hold it just long enough so that you just have just enough wind to say, okay. And then so it's just like, okay. And then he let you breathe again because God's like that. God can lift you up to 50,000 feet without an airplane and say, get saved or drop. <laughs> Praise God. And most folk will be, I, I, okay, I'll get saved. I can say, because God could do it, but God doesn't do that. He can, but he doesn't. He gives advice. This is a deep concept. Because folk walk around, God, just, just make this happen for me. God said, no, I'm going to give you advice. I'm going to share with you a word that's going to give you advice. And I'm going to tell you what to do. I'm going to tell you how to do it. I'm going to tell you when to do it. I'm going to give you advice. Whenever God comes to you, he's coming to give you advice. Why? Because I'm going to share with you what you need to know to be able to receive what I have in store for you. But see, advice can be accepted or rejected. Come on now. When we did the example, my man would not receive the advice that I was trying to give him about how to be able to get that same paint that he used for a dollar a can rather than a hundred dollars a can because he wouldn't receive the advice. And I don't even want to get into how many of us don't receive the advice that God brings us. Many times it's because of who he bring it through, who you talking to. Forget that. It's what word is being spoken to you. This is advice that's coming from God. What difference does it make? Are you listening to me? And we, and see, and see, and see, can I talk? And, and see, because see, the problem is, is most of us don't think God know what he's doing. Most of us don't think God know what he's doing. Most of us think that, you know, you know, God's just, you know, another person. It's just your opinion. It's just what you think about it. That's why I had you turning in the Bible so you can see that this ain't no opinion. It's exactly what he has to say. God's coming to give you advice. Why? Because if you heed advice, you'll get blessed. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I really hope that you're learning the importance of responding properly to God's Word. That's because it's our responding properly to God's Word that allows us to receive what He said in His Word He'd do. It makes what God promised can happen to actually happen for me and you. So, let's learn what we need to do to respond properly to the Word God shares with me and you so that all the promise he makes in his word can actually happen in the lives of me and you. Let's learn to respond properly to God's word. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road, San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. If you're in or visiting San Antonio and surrounding areas, come visit us at Word of Faith. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up at the church, then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. And to all the brothers out there, don't forget, we got something for you to do this weekend. We invite all the brothers in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Breakfast of Champions Men's Breakfast at Word of Faith tomorrow morning. 
It's an all-you-can-eat breakfast that the sisters from Word of Faith prepare for the brothers of Word of Faith. That's the best breakfast in town. It's one of my brothers that you don't want to turn down. Then after we feed you naturally, we're going to feed you spiritually too with a powerful word from God just for the brothers that's including you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 9.30 a.m. sharp and it ends at 12 noon. Don't be late. That's if you want to play. Child care is provided at no charge. Need a ride? VIP transportation service is available for this too. Bring some other brothers with you when you do. I guarantee that you'll be blessed and they will too. Don't forget things. Make sure that you're in church on Sunday. If you're not at work, every child of God needs to be in their father's house on Sunday. Radio and internet are good for hearing God's messages. But there's no substitute for being in the church, fellowshipping and worshiping God with other believers in the house of God. The psalmist said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I agree wholeheartedly. There's no better place for us to be than in the house of the Lord. So if you can be in church on Sunday, then be in church on Sunday. You'll be blessed when you do, I guarantee you. And to all of you who've been a blessing to us by sending words of encouragement by letter or email, sharing with us that you're being blessed by the messages and that you're praying for us, I want to say thank you. And to all of you who've been so kind to send financial offerings in support of our ministry, we want to say to you from the bottom of our heart, thank you. Galatians chapter 6 says, God is not mine. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he so reap. So, since all of you have been such a tremendous blessing to us, writing words of encouragement to us, praying for us, and even sending financial support to us, we know that God's not going to be mocked when it concerns you. He's going to do what he said in his word that he's going to do. He's going to make sure you reap exactly what you sowed in our lives. That is a blessing. So, we thank God in advance for all the blessings that are coming your way because of your being the blessing that you've been to all of us in so many ways. May God richly bless all of you for being the blessing that you are. So once again, we say thank you for being a blessing. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast next week for more of this life-changing word to have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you next week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 